mental rap. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. So the way that I, I was just planning about doing this. He has the voice. I know. He really does. That's the voice. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's it. I have the voice. That was, that, that's a good voice. That's a, yeah. a really good voice. It's a good podcast voice. It's a good podcast voice. You should be the moderator. Yeah, it's very soothing. It's, it's nice. All right. All right. So, um, well, this is awkward. Three so, men just told yeah, me I have a nice far? voice. Why don't we talk about, yeah, an introduction of how we got here, of who exactly we are, um, and I guess... From on one side, there's a sports aspect, and then on the other side, there's the general health and fitness aspect. So, why don't we start off? Um, Dan, you're kind of like the glue that brought us all together. So, what was the inception like? What are we, how did the district start? No, honestly, the district kind of started from us just wanting to provide a higher value of just coaching, training, all of that towards the clientele that we had. Um, Scott and I, you know, I don't know if, uh, Anyone is following us right now because we just started. But we were working at another facility for about three years together. Already had the team with Jorge, Neil, and Pat. And we were just looking to just expand on that side. There were a lot of gyms that I worked at over the last few years. And just a lot of things that I saw they did well. A lot of things that I thought that they can improve on. There's a lot of things that we can just grow into. So Scott and I just randomly had the conversation a few times talking about opening up a facility together. He ended up finding one spot that was just well out of our budget. We found this spot about a week later and we signed the lease and didn't look back. So what about like a little bit before that? Like even before that, before the district was an idea, how did you get into fitness? Like what drew you to the gym? What were you doing before you were going to the gym? What did that Dan look like? Well, he was about 100 pounds soaking wet, uh-huh. five foot playing rugby. So clearly that kind of build physique wasn't great for sports. So between that, you know, again, being five foot, 100 pounds soaking wet, hitting my puberty was like six, like five, six. Nice. Yeah. Kind it says of soaking wet with conviction. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, like the biggest thing was I wanted to get girls. Okay. I wanted to look good for that. I just wanted to just... Instead of a girl like looking at me like, oh, you're so cute. Like, oh, you're cute. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of Do they feel. look at you like that? No. No. So. <laughs> Not anymore. It's mostly guys now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so then where did you go from there? You wanted to get girls. You didn't want to look like adorable, cute. You wanted to be cute, cute. Where did you go from there? Did you did you get a job like selling? Yeah, supplements? I started working as eventually down the line after <clears throat> a few years into personal training. Or no, a few years into fitness, I decided to get a job at um, a commercial gym, New York Sports Clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for about like three, four years maybe. Um, eventually left just because it was a terrible environment and I just didn't really feel like I was growing at all. So I ended up going independent, working at a boutique studio as a coach and then also doing some personal training out of there. Um, eventually went to another studio. And that's actually where I met Scott. And we were there for about three-ish years maybe. Three years. About three years. So, you know, after the pandemic, you know, a lot of things were shut down. A lot of things, there were a lot of opportunities now at this point um, to actually open up a space. And that's how the inception basically came about. Mm. So now we bounce to you, Scott. So then you come into Dan's life and nothing was the same again. That changes life for the better, mm. honestly. Mm. Absolutely. He said this to me on multiple <laughs> occasions. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and he's very tough. Um, how did you 
Now you went the sports route. You didn't go the general health and fitness route. You didn't go the bro lifting route. You, you have more letters next to your name than your in your actual name. I counted. I think there's like <laughs> 21 letters next to your name, and there's like 11 in your name. That was what I was going for. My first name is just one syllable, and I I kind of felt lacking in that department, so I pursued a lot of certifications to make up for it. It's all about compensation. Um, no, but I started in sports performance. I graduated with a degree in sports medicine, and that's, if anyone's not familiar, that's athletic training. Those are the guys who are on the sideline of a football game. Somebody goes down and gets injured. You run out, do the injury evaluation, see if they're okay enough to move, get them onto the sideline, and then you're basically taking them from injury through rehab, through their uh, pre-return to play conditioning and then getting them back on the field and keeping them healthy. I liked a lot of components of that, but for me, there's a lot of walking around as a water boy, unless you're at the head athletic trainer level, there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff that you don't always get to um, kind of use everything that you know on, on a routine basis. And I really started, to, I took a class in sports performance, uh, strength and conditioning, and started to realize that I can apply certain things from both of those areas to get better results for athletes and work in injury prevention things to somebody's normal training routine for somebody who is not injured, currently healthy, and help keep them healthy, help bolster their performance. Um, and then also work with people who are coming out of physical therapy, coming out of uh, an injury, a surgery, and use some components from strength and conditioning to help really bridge that gap between rehab and getting them back on the field. Um, so I started to kind of develop a niche in that area because a lot of people were more going the personal training route or just the strength and conditioning route. Um, and I have been very fortunate with the athletes that I've been able to work with and kept them healthy at the, at the highest levels, working with everyone from youth up to professional sports. Um, I started in a pretty large training facility, um, 20, probably 28,000 square foot facility where we're working with large sports teams, one-on-one -on -one training classes. And oftentimes you see when something is too large or overscaled, it, it's hard to maintain the quality. So that's kind of one of the reasons I went out on my own, developed my own company. Um, first, Gunter Performance with my last name, mostly one-on-one -on -one type training. I wanted to preserve that level of quality in everyone's programs, give them individual programs. Uh, but then after working with Dan at the last place that we were at as independent contractors, we started to see we saw eye to eye on a lot of different things and wanted that same uh, quality in with our respective populations. So we naturally gravitated towards each other and saw that we can um, grow our businesses in a pandemic, post-pandemic world and, and continue to offer the quality that a lot of clients need and deserve while cutting through some of the BS information that's out there. And that's kind of one of the reasons we started our facility, but also why we wanted to bring this podcast uh, together was to get the good quality information out there, not just to our clients, but to really anyone who will listen, because you can go every which way, social media, tabloids, magazines, so-called fitness influencers, and there's a lot of information out there. And that doesn't mean it's always good information. So we wanted to be able to make it our full-time jobs to filter that information and give you the good quality information with a little bit of entertainment along the way. And that's me. We know that Dan was motivated by uh, getting girls. What was your motivation into getting into fitness, into sports? I really like cars and I would like to drive an Aston Martin someday. And I realized I probably couldn't do that as a high school athletic trainer. Um, but I also like helping people. So some good things and selfish things. Mm. Um, but I 
again, I always wanted to be kind of a part of the action. I unfortunately was not the number one draft pick in the NFL or the top performing athlete all around. I kind of, so I did track and field, some soccer, mixed martial arts, kind of a whole bunch of different um, sports growing up. And I would say I never really specialized. I had parents who kind of said, go do whatever makes you happy, but no parents who were saying, you're going to be the best of this sport and train every single day in your life. Um, and I also didn't have access to sports performance training, personal training growing up. So I kind of wanted to give that back to people and, and help them achieve certain things that uh, maybe I didn't have the opportunity to achieve because I realized if I could outwork them by reading the books, reading the research and finding the good quality information, then I could help the athletes who have that natural talent. I could help the ones who maybe have that uh, surrounding support structure to get them to where they want to go. Um, and then along the way, opening your own business, you can definitely work towards your dreams of having some nice cars. Mm, a little perfect mix of both uh, situations. Yeah, it's really interesting because I was talking to somebody who did sports in like the 90s, early 2000s even, and they describe the uh, sports environment being completely different than what they see nowadays. Um, back then, their warm-up drills were, uh, his sport was basketball. His warm-up drills were just, all right, go on to the court and just do a bunch of layups. Now he's describing the scene as people using bands. They're doing all these intricate styles of warm-up drills that are, I guess, for the, with the intention of injury prevention. And that's kind of where you um, land in terms of the evolution of sports sciences. You're on the side of... Um, let's take a more strategic approach to prevent injury and to boost performance. Yeah, and I kind of think both of those go hand in hand. A lot of, if you're an elite athlete, I mean, you've probably been exposed to injury prevention at some point along the way where you realize, okay, if I am a great athlete, I can only be a great athlete if I'm staying on the field. So you are now implementing a bunch of different um, areas to enhance your game from mental recovery from um, psychology and nutrition, massage, like all these other supplemental areas, the higher you go in your sport, you start to introduce some of those things. Um, but previously, a lot of athletes would look at, oh, stretching, recovery, rehab, that's kind of weak. I'd rather just lift heavy weights in the gym. Mm -hmm. um, but I kind of look at it as hand in hand. If you can handle more stress, if you can get your body in a better position, that's going to help you change direction faster. That's also going to help prevent knee injuries help prevent uh, overuse because you're you're spreading out force evenly you're making sure that everything is the is in the best position to both produce power and get in and out of positions uh, evenly so I kind of help I, I try to educate athletes from that perspective to help them see the benefit of of both ways but they truly are seeing the benefit because the things that we're working with are helping them perform better too um, so we, we try to work in, in a lot of different things uh, from those perspectives that are enhancing their performance, but also helping to prevent injury and maintain position. Mm -hmm. So it's like basically it, it, the golden rule of going hard and going ham 100% of the time, there's some terms and conditions underneath that where you have to take some preventative measures. I, I mean, honestly, we I say this to a lot of my clients, you make your progress during your recovery. You're not, if I give you a dumbbell right now and have you curl it, do some kind of press with it, you're not gonna be stronger right after that rep. You might have augmented the nervous system, ramped up the muscles that you're using, but you are not 
growing right in that rep mm. you were growing during your recovery, you're making your progress from your recovery. So it really has to be this three-pronged approach of training, nutrition, and recovery. If you're neglecting any one of those three, then the other two are gonna suffer. You're not gonna get the most out of those other two. Uh, so that's actually what we try to emphasize here. Every athlete that comes in, every every training client that comes in, they're going through a personalized warm-up. They're going through their actual training. They're going through their recovery routine. And then our coaches are working with them on the nutrition standpoint. That's helping to give them the building blocks that they need to recover from these actual workouts and working on things like mobility, um, breathing mechanics, postural restoration to help them come into that next workout as close to 100% as possible. Right. And I think that's where we all align, the four of us. And I think that's what brought us together is that principle of um, it's a lot more than just how you perform. It's also about fatigue management. It's about loading, um, managing intensity, managing loads, um, managing uh, technique. And um, we developed that not because we went to school or because we were looking at sports performance. We developed that. Um, and I'm, by we, I mean Neil, Dan, and I, by competing in powerlifting, right, guys? Like, that's how we got into his strength training. And that kind of brings me over to Neil. Your story here is kind of like if Dan and Scott's story had a baby, right? Because you're a little bit of sports performance. You're a little bit of bodybuilding, a little bit of powerlifting. Martial arts. Martial arts. You have a stacked resume. Like, what was your inception like? I think my story is kind of relatable to the um, to the average average gym bro or anyone who started fitness, and it was all because of a girl, right? Get you, know, you get your heart broken, and then you start going to the gym. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I think my you know my first experience with fitness was through martial arts when I was four, and I couldn't even do a push up. So wow. like, you know, from that into being a teenager, starting to like worry about my my physical appearance in high school and then getting my heart broken and then just being like, all right, I got to go to the gym. You know what I mean? Mm. And then after that, you know, I started teaching classes at, at Taekwondo school and I was like, wow, I actually have a lot of fun teaching Taekwondo, but also the, the fitness aspect of it. You know, um, there's no real science behind what I was doing, but I knew that there was something more that I can like try to improve performance there, but I just didn't know how to. Um, and there really wasn't a lot of information or studies or training philosophies for Taekwondo and to try to what to do, you know what I mean? Besides just calisthenics and just regular training and sparring. Right. Um, and then, you know, before going to college, I actually met Dan at the New York sports club. He was working at through a friend of ours and we actually did our first workout together and, um, I, I could barely bench 185 and that's where I started to love, uh, powerlifting. Um, and my overall goal was to actually just be stronger than Dan. <laughs> so that's where we, uh, we brought out that natural uh, competitive so nature. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Then, you know, Dan and I started to work out a lot, like more together and like at the, at the rec and then New York Sports Club because I started working there as well as a front desk. Um, got interested in being a personal trainer there. Um, and then uh, I believe I just just continued with the powerlifting. Then I went to this gym. We met at Adelante Barbell Club. And that's where my uh, start at actually powerlifting coaching, you know, came along. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I was just like looking at all the programs that were online, trying to figure out what they were doing. 
watching YouTube videos, um, maybe looking at like Elite FTS or, um, you know, what was the other one? T T Nation. Bodybuilding.com, all those programs. Um, what is it? Candidos, just running those programs, PH3 by um, oh, Lane Norton. And then I was like, oh, I'm getting strong. I wonder what I can what I can do and make my own program. Um, and it started with just free programs for people at the gym. And then all the people that were like, all my friends that just wanted to get into lifting. And then from there, I kind of was like, all right, cool. I, I think I can do this. I got confident and they're seeing results. And I started to look for more mentors, just trying to teach me how to do this. Um, and then that's where, you know, when I went to school for exercise science, I actually learned the, the principles for strength training, how to create programming or proper programming um, technique, you know, just and at the gym at Adelante, that's where I learned all my soft coaching skills from. Um, and then being able to coach people at powerlifting meets. After that, um, took a break, started to dive into Olympic weightlifting, had fun with that. Um, and then I wanted to dive into bodybuilding. So I prepped for my first bodybuilding show and um, it got canceled, unfortunately. But all that experience, I was just like, wow. Then What did you do when it got canceled? I had a, <laughs> I had a dozen donuts. <laughs> I had 14. I had 14. All right, maybe like a dozen. And you then I had the like, sandwich too. And the sandwich, yeah. Oh it was God. a donut sandwich, like two donuts with, uh, <sighs> with a bacon, egg, and cheese. I don't regret it. Oh. <laughs> do a future podcast on what to do if your meat is canceled or how to come out of a diet exactly. yeah during a quarantine <laughs> <laughs> i think we got like pizza afterwards that night mm -hmm. yeah we did get pizza but anyways <laughs> um that's for another time so yeah got into bodybuilding did that and then now I'm, i find myself back into olympic weightlifting where i kind of you know that's where my passion is at right now and after you know opening the gym and you know just working with these guys uh, specifically Scott kind of opened my eyes to more sports performance and you know I th I believe where my heart is at right now where I want to tie the bridge between Olympic weightlifting and sports performance because I do believe that it's like one of the the best ways to um, enhance performance in terms of like doing the clean and jerk the snatch and doing it properly um, while also just managing fatigue and trying to make sure all our athletes are sound in technique um, or, or sound with their technique and from there, you know, trying to just produce really badass athletes, you know? Mm, mm. So, yeah, that and, you know, obviously our lifestyle transformation athletes or um, clients that uh, we work with, they're the best. And I just love seeing the change with them. Mm. So, you know, from when it comes to their mindset and then it comes to the training and then just seeing the overall changes, you know, it's, uh, it's what really brings me joy, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'd say that that's really what we're about here. Um, this is a very giving field where we're not necessarily taking and taking. We're really giving expertise. We're giving our knowledge and we are giving it to people to perform out on the field, to perform out in their lives, um, because we don't just necessarily guide you through movements. Um, we don't necessarily just just uh program you we don't just uh tell you what to eat or when to eat or how to eat it um we're effectively changing lives you know we're either making them uh, an athlete stronger better faster or we're taking a professional who's been sedentary their entire lives and getting them to adopt a fit lifestyle which isn't necessarily easy either um i would maybe put both of those 
in the same bucket as just being overall difficult because you're doing make forcing yourself to do things that you didn't do before whether it's slowing down um and learning something new or whether it's speeding up and you know really pushing yourself to new limits um yeah so jorge why don't you uh talk about yourself and you know where you started and what got you into this realm i know what you you know you're doing before was the total opposite of fitness you know yeah so uh a little old me um honestly i didn't get my heart broken i i I was just egotistical and i wanted to just be stronger and bigger than everybody else that was really it i saw there's this one dude he was on the basketball team um, he was a really strong big dude and i was like damn nobody's messing with him i want to be like him and and that's what got me into the gym and uh then i just read bodybuilding.com forums and picked programs i took anatomy because i wanted to learn more about the body um i slept through the skeletal system the cardiac system i slept through the respiratory system but when it came to the muscle system i was awake um then uh applied those some of those teachings went to the gym got really good got really strong um ate everything that you could imagine that was in my face and um i tried teaching people i'm gonna be honest with you i was one of those people that got into teaching people very early on and i just was not good at it i was teaching my brothers i was trying to teach my uncles i was trying to teach a lot of people back in high school and my freshman stages freshman year I wasn't good at it. So I gave up on coaching. Honestly, I didn't I didn't want to coach anybody. I didn't want to train anybody. Um, then I just wanted to become an athlete. So I went into powerlifting, um, got to the national level. That's when my eyes opened up to the next level. Um, and I was going to make my run to place at a national meet. And that's when the pandemic hit. Pandemic hit, got into some other stuff, got into some jujitsu, fell in love with jujitsu sport. Um, been wanting to get back to it since but have some unfinished business in the powerlifting realm so i have yet to complete that um then during that right before the pandemic i think it was right before the pandemic it was on a drive with dan that we were talking about coaching and effectively getting back into it and frankly if it wasn't for the fact that i'd be associated with you guys or learning from you guys i wouldn't have gotten it back into coaching but because I knew that you guys knew what you were doing and you guys knew how to coach people, I bought in and I jumped uh, jumped ship and I joined you guys in coaching. Um, yeah, I, I think that that, that was kind of like the, the 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 what happened, the how it happened. But I think the why just always stems back to health. Health was always an issue in my family. Um, my father had kidney failure when we were young, so he was in and out of dialysis, hours in, hours out. My mom has always struggled with uh, taking care of herself. Um, so in a world where health was always an issue, I decided that I wanted to become part of the solution and not necessarily in the farm, you know, the medical medicinal route, but more so in the preemptive measures and being able to help people uh, lose some weight so that their joints hurt less or um, lo- uh, get more active so that they have a healthier uh, cardiac system or just get stronger so they feel good about themselves. I think that's the coolest part is when they feel good about themselves. Not having been able to hit a PR before, but hitting that PR now. So um, one of the things that I wanted to close up with was 
hey, this is, we all have almost a decade's worth of experience in terms of health and fitness or sports performance. So for us to get into something sports related or fitness related, it's, it doesn't seem impossible. It's, it seems very feasible to us. What would you recommend to somebody who's trying?